The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On June the 13th, the Oireachtas Committee on Assisted Dying will begin public hearings as TDs and Senators debate whether the issue should be legislated for in Ireland. The process is expected to take nine months, after which a report will go to government, which may contain recommendations on whether the terminally ill should have the right to die on their own terms. News Talk's political correspondent Sean Defoe has been speaking to people on both sides of the argument and a warning that some people may find aspects of this report distressing. Brendan's nurse has just left when I arrive at his apartment. And when I go in, he's sitting in a new chair, listening to some classical music on the radio. Uh, my name is Brendan. I'm originally from Mayo, and I live in North County Dublin. And I've got motor neuron disease. Prior to this, I was a very active person. Went on holidays three, four times a year to Spain. Stayed out late, drank a lot, had fun, and now I can't walk. When, I suppose, did you first get the inkling that something was wrong? I'd say about 10 months ago, I fell twice in my apartment and I realised there was something wrong. Went to the doctor. Originally they thought I had Parkinson's, then I got a specialist and she told me I didn't have Parkinson's. <clears throat> I had motion neuron, which gave us quite a shock. Did it hit you straight away, the, the full impact of what that diagnosis meant? Yes, it did. I, she, the, the doctor said I, I, I was very calm about the verdict, so I told her six one half dozen or the other but I knew motion urine was a more serious disease but that's life in the weeks after you know you obviously had to tell family tell friends how was that um shock uh my friends family were very upset they were more upset than I was I Side. I, I've resigned myself to it at that stage and I still have um, nothing I can do about it so nobody's worrying about it you know you just have to get on and live the best life you can for as long as you can and you say beforehand you were saying you were in Barcelona only this time last year you know living it up so I suppose how quickly did things change for you it was in Canaries in February. I was in Barcelona in April, May, and I was flying around like a madman and went downhill from that. I fell t- twice in Barcelona, but I thought it was I had too many glasses of wine, but obviously it wasn't the wine, it was the motion urine kicking in. And then your home life? Home life is good. I have fabulous neighbours that look after me very well. I have a circle of friends they're called Bren's Angels. Uh, family and friends all on the Bren's Angels WhatsApp and they look after me 
24-7. I'm, I'm never on my own, very soon. Great to have that support network around. How quickly did you did you need them? I suppose how quickly did it go from being one or two falls to, to, to where you are now? The... They, they saw me going down quicker than I realised. Uh, my neighbours here in the estate, they could see the, that I was getting worse, but I was, I wasn't acknowledging that. I was fighting it. And, um, but I had to give in. I, 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 know, I know now that I, I was getting worse. My voice was getting worse and my legs have got I can hardly walk now, so I'm trying to snook it. Brendan's phone goes off several times while we're talking, some of Brent's angels calling. His ringtone from George Bizet's opera Carmen, after he flicks the phone off, we get talking about how quickly life can change. It's been a, a dreadful year, and... Um, very hard to get used to sitting in a wheelchair when you used to run around. I'd walk 10, 15 miles every day around town. Now I'm stuck in a wheelchair. It's, it's, a, it's, a bit, it's a big adjustment to my lifestyle. Part of the reason we're talking is obviously the Dying with Dignity legislation, which is set to be examined by an Oireachtas committee uh, that would allow people in your situation and people in other situations where they have fatal illnesses to, you know, to avail of, of assisted dying as it's being called. What do you think overall of that legislation? Do you think it's a sensible move or, or what are your thoughts? I think assisted dying is a, a fabulous idea for somebody in my position. At the moment, I'm still functioning, but I don't know what I'll be like in three or four months' time. And I honestly feel I don't want to live this life. And if I could possibly find a way of finishing it, I would. Because I'm probably going to lose my voice. I've, lo- I've lost my left arm. I've lost my legs. I'm not living. I'm just existing. That m- must be a very hard realisation to come to, that it's something you don't that life is something you don't want to continue with. I <clears throat> I love life, but not this life. I can't live like this. You would die tomorrow? I would die tomorrow, yes. Have you expressed that view to the likes of your family and friends? Some of my friends know I haven't discussed it with my family yet, but I will. I would have a chat with them. My closest friends know where I'm at. They're not happy with it. They don't agree with it. They want me to do palliative hospice care. But they're not living this life. I am. And I'm not living. I'm existing. When did that thought, I suppose, first come into your head in this the whole process that you've been through? Uh, the last three months when the legs started to go and I knew I I would never really get out again without help 
I'm, uh, I've no quality of life. Uh, hygiene even isn't. It's, it's, I can't shave myself anymore. Um, there's lots of things I can't do in the bathroom anymore. I need help to shower. I have a care showers me. My dignity is gone. I, I just don't want to be here. A lot of the doctors in particular who oppose this legislation say that, you know, there are obviously all the issues that you just mentioned are, are incredibly valid, but that at the end of the day, life is life and that there will be times within that where, you know, you will get joy from your family or from your friends or, or from whoever it is. Uh, and that perhaps people in your situation are sort of pressured maybe into looking for a dying with dignity option because they think that they're a burden on their family or their friends or the system. Is that some, well, I suppose you're just your reaction to, to that viewpoint that is put out there by some of the consultants involved in this debate? Yeah, I, I probably think I, I, I could be a burden to friends and family, but they are not living this life. They are not going through the pain I'm going through. And the doctors are entitled to their opinion. There's also doctors that would totally agree with what I want to do. And that's the side I'm on at the moment. I, I, I actually want to go. I can't do this much longer. Brendan's case is one likely to be brought up at the Oireachtas Committee on Assisted Dying, which starts public hearings next month. Already, the private sittings have led to some disagreements. I suppose the first is the reference to assisted dying. Um, some people say that, you know, what we're talking about here is assisted suicide. This is Senator Ronan Mullen, who wanted the committee's name to be changed, framing the issue as a debate on assisted suicide rather than assisted dying. Some people would say that that's a very judgmental uh, uh, attitude to what's being discussed here. I would say that just calling it assisted dying, when in fact what you're talking about is legalising you know, the direct and intentional taking of another person's life, even with their consent, that it's a very big step to take and that it is actually a parallel to, to suicide. You know, we need to be very careful about sending out negative messages to people about the value of their life. We need to send out positive messages about the care and support that would be available. I don't think that killing can ever be caring. Some medics too have expressed serious concerns about potentially changing the law. So my name is Regina McQuillan. I'm a palliative medicine consultant and I am representing for this purpose the Irish Palliative Medicine Consultants Association. Our views on assisted suicide is that we feel that a change in the law will be detrimental to Irish society because, and I suppose there's three main concerns we have. One is we feel it's not possible to protect the vulnerable. So although those who propose assisted suicide talk about having sort of safeguards and having restrictions, in reality what happens is that once assisted suicide is allowed, it is easier to extend it to other groups. I think it's very hard to protect vulnerable people from overt or covert pressure to opt for assisted suicide. The second reason that we, we are opposed to it is that we think that assisted suicide is sometimes promoted because of a concern about people having intolerable suffering. We believe that good access to palliative care will greatly reduce people's suffering. I'm not naive. I don't think it's going to reduce everybody's suffering, but I think there's insufficient access to palliative care 
to treat the various symptoms that people may have. And I think for that reason, sometimes then to drive to say the solution to this is assisted suicide. I think a better solution to people having suffering is better access to better palliative care and other healthcare services. The third reason why I'm concerned about this is that I think it fundamentally changes the relationship between patients and doctors and between patients and healthcare. As a doctor, I don't take a Hippocratic oath. Doctors tend not to do that any longer. But you do have this idea of not doing harm, of protecting people, of protecting people's interests. And I think this idea of assisted suicide will very much change the relationship between doctors and patients. Dr. McQuillan says we can look to what's happened in some other countries as a cautionary tale. Probably the best country to look at this for the expansion of criteria is Canada. So in Canada, it originally was introduced for people where death was reasonably foreseeable. It has now been allowed for people who are suffering from any serious illness. There is now a plan to introduce assisted suicide for people with mental health problems. People Before Profit TD Chino Kenny is an advocate for assisted dying and doesn't believe Dr. McQuillan's argument that criteria or eligibility will necessarily expand. I disagree that this is the tin head of the wedge, you know, where one jurisdiction, particularly say Oregon in the United States, they've had essentially their law that they passed nearly 20 years ago, essentially the same. But I just don't see how it would go from one set of criteria then to a slippery slope. I think it's scaremongering to a certain degree. Working in end-of-life care, Regina McQuillan has seen a lot of difficult situations, but she doesn't believe legislation which would govern everyone should be built on individual cases. Working in palliative care, I deal with people who are living with serious illness. I describe my job as trying to make a bad situation better. I don't have a rose-tinted view of what my job is. But I do think it's really important that we work with and support people who are living with serious illness and we work with and support their families so that the patients do not feel that they're a burden to families because being a burden is one of the main drivers for the quest for assisted suicide rather than pain, rather than anything else. Being a burden is one of the main drivers. Brendan may not get to address the Oireachtas Committee to tell his story directly, but he does have a message for TDs and Senators all the same. I'd say try and live my life at the moment and you'll all change your, your opinion. We need a choice. I, I, don't, I don't think it should be willy-nilly you need to have laws to protect vulnerable people. I still have all my senses. I know what I'm doing. Some people may not have their senses and other people shouldn't be making their decisions, but I'm making mine while I'm capable of doing it. And that was Brendan in North Dublin ending that report from our political correspondent Sean Defoe. If you found the contents of that report distressing or upsetting, support is available from the Samaritans on 116123 or Pieta House on 1800 247 247. And both of those lines are available 247. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.